Welcome to Mastering Money Matters, where financial education is the path to freedom. Please welcome your host, Sarah Shavir. Hello, everyone. Hello, Sarah Nation. And welcome to another show of Mastering Money Matters. I am your host, Sarah Shavir, and I am the creator and founder of the Financially Fit Women and the Financially Fit Network. And today, we are going to be talking about the three keys of wealth. I am very excited to be sharing this with you. So make sure that if you're not driving, obviously, take notes and uh, write any questions that you may have. Also, um, just to let you know, and, and you know a little bit more about me, and I am a business and financial coach, and my, my main focus is on financial education. I believe the financial education is the path to freedom. Therefore, the more I show you and teach you about these concepts, the more freedom or the faster you will be able to achieve freedom. So I'm going to be talking uh, today about a lot of things, but especially I'm going to be talking about the three keys of wealth. So make sure to pay attention. And if again, if you're not driving, make sure to take notes because I'm going to be sharing a lot of things uh, with you today. So I'm very excited about that. Make sure not to miss out. But the first question that I want to go over is, why do we need financial literacy, right? I think this is a very important question. And the reason is because unfortunately, we are not taught about finances and money in school. Till this day, you know, we're still sending our kids to school and they are not sharing, you know, like nobody is teaching and the kids are not learning about the basic concepts of, of wealth. I tell you what, if I knew what I know now, when I was growing up, I'm pretty sure that my life would have be been different. And I want you and I want your kids to be able to become financially literate in order for you to be able to take charge of your money and again, and achieve your dreams. So right now, only five states require some sort of a money class or financial literacy class in school, while about 43 states require a class on sex education. What did that tell us? Well, that we are taught to pro procreate, right? But we are not taught how to support our families financially. Until this day, again, we're still sending our kids to school and we are not teaching the concepts of wealth and money. That's why, till this day, only 1% of the population are wealthy. Everything keeps evolving and everything keeps improving with technology but the gap between the rich and the poor keeps getting bigger and the middle class is even disappearing right we all know that and uh, we all know that uh, again technology is going uh, is growing at a very fast pace we know also that uh, like these days, you know, we're almost at a point that we're not going to be able, uh, we're not going to need drivers in cars or we're going to be able to like just leave the space. There's so many things that are happening uh, all around the world, but basic concepts and basic things that we need, they're not really happening. So I want to share a few facts with you. Uh, so make sure that um, you pay attention to these facts because 
this is actually something that is really happening right now. So interesting facts are um, about 80% of Americans, they have or they have set New Year's financial resolution, right? When we January came or uh, December 31st and we set up some financial resolutions. However, the majority of us probably by now and a lot of times about 95% of the population by January 15th, they have given up on their financial resolutions. And I'm going to talk about a sector that obviously is super special for me, since I am, uh, you know, in, uh, the creator and founder of the Financially Fit Women. And this is about women, right? So I'm going to share with you some facts about women and money today. 43% of women indicated that they are unsure how long they will be able to stretch their money in retirement. Only 53% of women expect to be able to retire at 65 one out of four women are dipping into their retirement now before they actually retire. You know, those are really, you know, concerning facts, right? And I'm going to keep going. About 75% of women are widowed at an average age of 56. And one in four of these women are broke within two months of being widowed. Less than half of working women have any retirement plans. Women has less retirement income than men, and we already know about you know a little bit more about that. Actually, you know the 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 job gap is is still there, right? For every seventy four cents that women make, uh, it's for every dollar that men men uh, make. And you know, like I see it everywhere. I see it, you know, like in in different jobs. I have personally experienced that. I have personally experienced how they give that preference to men over women. 95% of women will be the primary financial decision maker at some point in their lives. 40% of the household with children under 18 include women as the sole and primary household income. 62% of women express more interest in learning about finances. 90% of women believe that they need to be more involved with their finances. So yes, today there's more interest from women. They have experienced, you know, certain things and certain uh, things that have happened in their lives. And now they are a little bit more concerned about their finances, right? It could be divorce. It could be their husband die. Even the market crash. I'm sure that it was a huge wake up call to a lot of women. On average, women outlive their husband by 15 years. Among women older than 65, about 60% of them are divorced, widow, or never married. Women have less retirement income than men. Most women in the U.S. get paid 20% less than men, and obviously I already touched a little bit on that, and 55% of women between age of 25 and 34 prefer working with female advisors and you know like we're getting right now we're talking about that millennial and generation x right that um that is coming up and 70 percent of women fire their financial advisors within two years of their husband's death 62 percent of women don't have a financial advisor only seven percent of women trust a financial advisor so as a result the industry 
the financial industry, and that's the one that I'm talking about right now, is, cap is not capturing, is actually falling short to capture the 11.2 trillion market of investable assets that is controlled by women. So due to this and due to this situation, a lot of us have stopped dreaming, right? We have very our dreams. Why? Because most people realize that what they're currently doing and the path that they have chosen is not allowing them to get ahead. They go to work, they come home, they go to work, they come home, they go to work, they come home, right? Friday comes, they go out. On the weekends, they catch up on things around the house, right? Pay bills, etc. But then on Monday, they go back, go to work. And unfortunately, they're in this cycle that is not allowing them to dream anymore. They actually forgot their dreams. Actually, Benjamin Franklin said, most men die at 25, but we bury them at 75. What did that tell us? It tells that, you know, after 25, we become... We become robots, we become zombies, right? And we start doing the same thing over and over and over again with no goal, with no system, with nothing that is you know, taking us where we want to be. But I'm here today to tell you, you can dream again. I am giving you permission to dream again and you have the right to achieve your dreams. So do not, do not stop dreaming. And if you have, I give you permission to dream again. I want to empower you to take charge of your money, your finances, and your future so you can live the life that you want or live your life in your own terms. I want you to know you can make more money. I don't know if you know this, but in order for you to become a millionaire, you need at least seven streams of income. And then you also need to have a plan. And with the, this plan, there have to be a system that is going to allow you to achieve your dreams. And I tell you this, the solution is in your hands. And the way that you take charge of that is, again, is by taking action. And it doesn't matter who is in the government, who's in charge of the nation, who's in charge of your state, who's in charge of your town. It doesn't matter. It is in your hand to take charge of your own future. And I tell you this, a lot of people think sometimes they say, well, money isn't everything. And yes, that's true. But like Six Ziglar said, it is right there with oxygen. And a lot of people don't think that, right? And, but, but when they, you actually analyze this and you start thinking about it, yes. You know, like in order for us to achieve anything that we want in life, even the most important things that we want that are related to our friends, our family, the people that we love, money is involved. You need money in order to do that. And there's nothing wrong with money. Money is an exchange of value. Money is uh, a tool that we use in order to exchange what we need. In the past, you know, like in centuries, centuries ago, they would change seeds, they would change gold, they would change rocks, they would change animals, they would, you know, like it was always certain exchange, right? Now the exchange is money. So yes, money plays a very important part of our life and we need to see money the right way, in a positive way. That is the one that is going to allow us to achieve certain dreams. In order for us to be able to dream again, we need 
to take charge of our life, take charge of our, uh, live our life in our own terms. And we need to understand what are the concepts of wealth. We need to make more money to become a millionaire or a multimillionaire. And we need at least seven streams of income. So we know that in the US, only the 1% is wealthy, right? They understand these concepts. They understand what we need to do in order to multiply the money. So success leaves clues, right? So what, would that, what do we need to do? Well, what we need to do is then follow what the wealthy is doing. What is it that they're doing that will allow us to be able to achieve the, our dreams or the same things that the wealthy have, right? So I am going to give you three keys today, the three keys of wealth so you can become financially fit, okay? Now, who am I? Who am I to be talking about all of these things? You know, like I'm, I'm a millionaire, you know, like who am I? Well, I'll tell you a little bit about me. My name is Sarah Shavir. I am originally from Puerto Rico. I grew up with the worst concept about money. I grew up in a household where money was evil, where money was unspiritual, or where money was just that, you know, like that um, was looked down upon. I grew up on shame, blame, resentment about money, and towards the people that had money. And I wanted to have more money, but I felt ashamed of it because of the way that I was raised. I, again, you know, like I, I, I felt that I was in a household where money was rejected, where money was looked down upon because, you know, like if you have a lot of money, that means you will not be able to go into, into God's kingdom, right? Because you were rich. And, uh, and obviously we know that that's the wrong concept or I now understand obviously that that's the wrong concept. That's the wrong way to look at it. Money is not evil, right? It's the love of money that is evil. But, you know, when we talk about the love of money, it's about greed, right? We forget about that. It's the greed. But if we see money the right way, you know, like the, the way that, hey, I will be able to take care of myself, but I'm also going to be able to make a change in the world, then that's not necessarily mean that it's evil, right? Now, if it wasn't for great mentors that I encountered along my life that took me under their wings and they talked to me, they taught me the, about the world of self-development and about the world of mindset. Uh, my life um, would be completely different. I tell you that. And I'm so grateful about these individuals that actually took me under their wings and they were so patient with me and taught me to take a look at their at money and about self-development and how you know all this world in a total different with total different lens in a total different way. And yes, I am not a millionaire yet. And I, I'm going to be clear and honest with you. I'm not a millionaire yet, but I am on my way to millions because now I understand the concepts of wealth. I do understand it and I'm sharing it with you. I don't, want, I don't want to be wealthy by myself. I want all of you to come with me. You know, we all have the right to do this if you want to. We all have the right to live our life in our own terms. And that is all you need. Understand it and apply it in your life. So I have worked on myself, you know, like on all my limiting belief. 
I am sure that for some of us, the topic of money make us feel a little bit comfortable. I know this, you know, like it triggers certain emotions, right? I, you know, it's kind of like talking about politics. It's kind of like talking about religion, right? A lot of people say, well, I don't talk about money. I don't talk about religion. I don't talk about uh, politics. But you know what? The topic of money needs to be, needs to be talked. It's so funny that, um, you know, like, I'm sure that you guys have heard of the series Sex and the City. And these women, they didn't have any issues talking about sex, even the most intimate details. And sometimes as women, we are the same. We're still the same. You know, we get together with our girlfriends and we talk about all these different things, right, about sex. But then when, when the money topic comes up, then that triggers certain negative emotions and we don't want to share anything. But I tell you right now, we should talk more about money. We should learn about what your friends are doing in order to grow their money, in order to take care of themselves, in order to, to take care of their financial future. And we should share about what we know and, and ask about what we don't know. We want to help each other. It's not just about talking about um, relationship. It's not just about talking about uh, you know, just superficial things or at work or our kids, right? We actually need to understand this concept and we want to help each other. If we can listen to uh, our, of each other when, you know, when we have certain problems, then the money problem should come up too. And we should be taking care of ourselves on that and help each other. And I know we may feel ashamed because we are inundated in debt or because uh, we don't understand how to manage money or even because, you know, our husband are not really sharing about like, where is the money going or how are things happening? Well, with more reason, I'll tell you right now, we need to talk about this and we need to sit down with our girlfriends and share the things that we've been learning. So the things that I'm going to show you today, uh, I challenge you to go back, sit down with your girlfriends and share it with them. Okay. And um, so let me ask you this again, before I start talking about the three concepts of wealth, let me ask you this. Do you know what are the three keys of health? Okay, so now I want to share something with you. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? I must confess, when I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Where do I go to record my podcast? Where do I find background music? How do I get my show on Spotify or iTunes or any other platform? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. I did my research and after experimenting with a lot of platforms, I decided that Anchor was the best one to start my own podcast. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and very easy to use. Not only that, but Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast, and you can get paid right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now. So if you always wanted to start your own podcast and make money by doing so, go to anchor.fm slash start and join me along with a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. Once again, anchor.fm slash start, and I'm looking forward to hear your podcast.
and I'm stopping for a moment. In order to be healthy, just thinking about that, in order to be healthy, what would you say we need to do? Well, I tell you what, I have asked a lot of my friends and the people, you know, when I speak to other people and I do my seminars and events and I ask about the three keys of health, they always come back with three things. They, you know, it's, it's pretty clear that the three keys of health are very clear. And those are eating, right? The, having the proper nutrition, exercising, right? Having the proper exercise, daily routine or routine. And the last one is rest, right? Having the proper amount of sleep. Now, when I ask about the three keys of wealth, what do people say? Well, I tell you what. The answers are all over the place, all over. You know, a lot of people tell me a lot of different things. So that's why I want to share with you today the three keys of wealth. And the first one is time. And I'll tell you why it's time. I'm going to give you a story. There were two sisters and they were twin sisters. And both of them decided that they were going to save $5,000 a year at a rate of return of 10% for 40 years. However, one of the twin sisters said, you know what, before I start saving, I want to travel, I want to do other things, um, I want to wait. Now, I tell you what is the difference in this. So one saved for 40 years, $5,000 this year. So basically she saved about, from her own pocket, she put $200,000. Her sister decided to save for 30 years. So basically she invested $190,000. But they both had the same rate of return, 10%. Now, the question is, after the 40 years, what happened? Well, the sister that saved for 40 years, she ended up having $2.2 million. The one that decided to wait two years, she ended up with $1.8 million. So what is the difference? Well, the difference is $400,000. So that, not, that two years, those two years, and not saving that $10,000, that extra $10,000, made a difference in their life in her life of four hundred thousand dollars and i go a little bit deeper on that if you those two years is about losing sixteen thousand six hundred and sixty six dollars every month for those two years forty one hundred dollars per week and if we count the, the week of the 40 hours right 20 hours uh of work up um you know a month i'm sorry 40 hours a week we are talking about that 100 100 are were falling out from her purse for those two years how does that make you feel if you were that sister so when is the best time to save today right the more time you have saving the more you will be able to grow your investment. And I understand that sometimes we think, oh my gosh, I'm already 50 or I'm already 60. Why would I start saving right now? 
you know, like, why would I put that $500 aside, you know, and for, and, and that's, you know, $5,000 a year. And if I, I say for five years, that 5,000 is only 25,000. Well, because it's not just about what you're putting aside, but the return investment. And that is reason number two, or the key number two. So I know, and before I go to number two, I want to, you know, like a lot of people say, well, what, you know, it's too late for me that, you know, a lot of people think that way, right? Or I'm not going to have time to travel or I can't save. I have to get married. You know, that's, that's how sometimes we, we think, right? Or I can save, I have to buy a house or I can save, I'm going to have kids or I can save, I have to take care of the kids, you know, because they're going to college now. I can't save because now my kids are getting married. Oh, and then when we are in our 60s and say, okay, now I can save, right? So it's kind of late. So we have to think about this saving and about, you know, putting money aside, like being in an airplane and then that there's an emergency and we have to put our mask. Where do we put our mask first? Do we put it on ourselves or we put it on our kids? We put it on ourselves first, right? And then we take care of the kids. So we have to think about those things, right? And there are a lot of ways that we can actually save for ourselves and then save for our college kids too. But the, the, the most important thing when, I, when I'm mentioning this is there's no better time than now that's, than starting to put money aside. And again, it's because of the rate of return. So you notice that the sister ex, in the sister sample, they had a good rate of return. They were having about one, 10%, right? And this, this is the magic of compounded interest. This is the magic of having a good rate of return. Albert Einstein understood this. He actually called it the rule of 72. And he called this the rule of 72 uh, or compound the interest, the eighth wonder of the world. And he said, he who understands it, earns it. He who doesn't, pays it. So what is this rule 72? Because unfortunately, a lot of us, we do use the rule 72, but we use it against us. We don't use it, you know, we pay it. We don't actually understand it in a way that to earn it. Well, any interest that you divide by 72 equals the amount of years that it will take you to double your money. So for example, if you have a credit card where you have $10,000 that you're using and the interest rate on that credit card is 1%, it will take 72 years for that, that $10,000 turn into $20,000. Now, if the interest is in your credit card is uh, 10%, then that $10,000, it will, it will take 7.2 years for that $10,000 to become $20,000. Now, if we use that, instead of using it towards our credit card, we use it towards our savings and we have that rate of return of 10%, then that means that every 7.2 years, your money will double. And if your rate of return is higher, then you know that your money will double a lot faster. In other words, the higher the rate, the rate of return, 
the fastest your, your money will double. Isn't it that worth it, right? I know that there are gurus out there that say, well, if you have debt, do not save anything until you have get rid of your debt. I personally don't agree with that. I think that if we create a plan in order for us to be able to get rid of our debt, we can also create a plan at the same time to save more money. And then once we have paid off that debt, then we can put the money that we were using towards the debt to pay off the debt towards our savings. Now, I'm pretty sure that you're probably asking, well, what investment is giving a 10% rate return? Well, there are products in California that gives you a good rate of return, on average between 8 to 9%, but the best part is that it's guaranteed for you not to lose your money, and the best part is that it's tax exempt. Would you be interested in hearing about it? Well, make sure to get a hold of me and I will tell you more about this product, right? I will do it one-on-one -on -one with you. Now, in the book, uh, Tony Robbins, Money Master the Game, Tony Robbins called this product the rich man Roth. Why? Because that 1% that I've been telling you about that are wealthy, they know about this product and they're taking advantage of it. But why more people are not taking advantage of it? Because they don't know about it. And that's one of the reasons or one of the things that I'm doing what I'm doing because I want as many people as I can to know about these investments. Now, the interesting thing is that the banks, that's where the banks put your money. So when you deposit your money in the bank, they turn around and they put it in this type of investments. So what I do is I teach you how to cut the middleman, which is the bank. Because the funny thing is that you put your money in the bank, but then if you need, if you need money, the banks turn around and they give you your own money, but they lend it to you at an interest rate. Now, they know that when they put it in this rich man Roth or this type of investments that I'm telling you about, even if the market crash, they know they're not going to lose your money. So there's no risk for them. And you know what? You're probably not going to believe this, but this investment is also tax-free. So the banks, they don't have to pay taxes. And if you put your money in this type of investment, you will not have to pay taxes either, right? But again, like Einstein said, if you understand this, if you understand where you put your money, then you will, uh, or if you understand where the banks put their money or your money, let me clarify that. If you understand where the banks put your money, you will make sure that you put your money yourself there, right? Now, the third key, uh, the third key of, of wealth is taxes. So the first one again is time. The second one is the rate of return. And now the third one is taxes. I don't know if you have ever heard of, of Judge Learn Hand, but he says in America, there are two tax systems, one for the informed and one for the uninformed, and both are legal. So 
a lot of times, you know, when we see people in politics, right, and uh, they show how much money they have made, let's say, you know, one of these uh, politicians a few years ago that was running to become a president, when he revealed how much money he made, it was about $200 million, and then he revealed how much taxes he paid, and it was probably about 14%, people were outraged. They were outraged. How is it possible that this man has made so much money and he has only paid 14% in taxes? When I am like burning my eyelashes, working so hard to make merely 60,000, 100,000, or 200,000, and I'm paying almost 50% in taxes or this much in taxes. Well, what does that tell you? It doesn't mean that he was doing anything illegal. It's that he understood the tax system. And the people he hired to do his taxes understood the tax system too. So what did that tell us? That we all need to get informed about taxes. And um, there is a book that I can recommend you, and it's called The Power of Zero. I don't remember right now who wrote it. Uh, I don't have it right next to me right now. But it's called the power of zero, and it teaches you how you can properly use the taxes or the tax code to your advantage so you can lower your tax liability. And again, in a legal way. We don't want to do anything illegal. Now, let me ask you this. Where does most people put their money? What do you think? I'll tell you what. 70% of, 77% of Americans, they put their money on their 401ks. So why do you think is that? Why do you think 77% of Americans in the workforce put their money in their 401ks? Well, it is because that's all they know. And you know what saddens me the most? Is that they think that the 401ks are tax-free that they think that 401ks, they don't have to pay any, any uh, fees. That is completely free. However, what they don't understand is that 401k is actually a tax code for the IRA. IRA sorry. As soon as you retire or as soon as you hit 70 and a half, the IRS is going to knock on your door and is going to say, pay me what I need. Not only that, but again, in the book, Money Master the Game, Tony Robbins clarified that 401k can have up to 70, 17 different fees. Unfortunately, neither you as an employee or even your employer know how many are they. You can actually ask, you know, like, like I challenge you to go to your employer tomorrow or, or the next day and talk to them and ask them how many fees, how much I'm paying in fees in my 401k. And I can assure you that they will not know because all they did is hire a financial company to come and offer this benefit to you as an employee. Why? Because them, as the employer, they needed to minimize their taxes. So yes, my suggestion is yes, Put some money in your 401k. If you have a job and they're offering a 401k and they match your money 
put it up to the match of that money because it's free money anyway. Now the rest, put it in non-taxable investments. The biggest killer of wealth is taxes. And let me ask you one more thing. Where do you think taxes are going? Do you think taxes are going up or do you think taxes are going down? So if you think that taxes are going up, then why would you put your money or the majority of your money in taxable investments? So here's the deal. A lot of people think that, okay, well, you know, um, when I retire, I'm not going to have that many expenses because my house is going to be paid off or I'm not going to be having any debt. So, you know, like, uh, and my lifestyle is probably going to change. Well, unless if you want to really change your lifestyle and like, let's say that right now you have a lifestyle of $100,000 and you're going to you know, move to North Dakota or Oklahoma in order to lower your tax liabilities and your lifestyle, then I can understand that you don't mind paying taxes to the IRS. But if you want to keep your, your money, right, when you need it the most, which is when you, you retire and you're tired and you probably have certain illnesses, now you have to take care of other things. And, you know, I don't think healthcare is going to go down anytime soon. Then, yes, put your money in, for, in taxable investments, right? And forget about the non-taxable investments. I tell you, I'll give you an example. I had a client that, um, that he had $800,000 in his 401k and he was 60. So he was ready to start taking the money out. After we calculated how much he has to pay in taxes and how much he had to pay in fees, he was ending up with $525,000. So, so again, you know, like, like, you, you and obviously you don't want to catch out your 401k before 59 and a half or you get penalized right for that money and a lot of people now the baby boomers they are trying to find ways on what to do with that money because they know they have to pay a huge chunk of taxes and taxes are pretty low right now compared to other decades right we know that you know at some point here in the united states Americans were paying 70% in taxes until uh, Mr. Reagan, President Reagan, uh, actually lower the taxes. So, oh, I just remember who uh, wrote uh, The Power of Zero. It was David McKnight. And again, he teaches how we can minimize our taxes and maximize our profit legally. So if you have the chance to read this book or at least listen it in audio, I completely uh, recommend it. Again, The Power of Zero, David McKnight. I don't make any money, just so you know. I don't make any money by recommending the book. I don't make any money by recommending uh, Money Master Game from Tony Robbins. But I feel that it is a great guide and a great books that can help you to have the right perspective uh, regarding money. And if you, want, you don't want to read it, that's fine too. Just call me. Let's talk. Let's have a chat so I can show you some of the ways and some of the places that you can actually put your money. So I know that I have dropped a lot of knowledge, a lot of facts, a lot of information. I'm sure that a lot is going through your head right now and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, like, like, am I still listening to this? But 
what am I here is because I want to help you. I want to educate you. I want to show you about these concepts because I want to help you create a plan that allows you to take charge of your money. And I'm going to keep saying that, you know, I want you to live your life in your own terms. I want you to be able to dream again. Again, if I would have known these concepts a long time ago, my life would have been completely different. But I'm grateful that I learned it because I know now I have a direction and I know I have a plan and this plan is going to help me to retire wealthy and not worry about it. So my company, my company gives classes uh, on um, financial education my company, uh, you know, the Financially Fit Women and the Financially Fit Network give classes about this. We do events, we do seminars. I also have digital products that you can buy and learn at your own pace. So all you have to do is pick up the phone, give me a call or text me, give me a message. My phone number 949-351-8707. 949-351-8707. You can follow me on Instagram at Sarah Shavier. And my website, again, is Sarah Shavier, S-A-R-A-C-H-E-V-E-R-E.com. And make sure to take the assessment. No, I, I have an assessment there, right, uh, to see if you are financially fit. And I also have a gift for you. If you go to my website, sarahshavier.com or the financiallyfitwomen.com or the Financially Fit Network, you will be able to get for free the program Mastering Money Matters. It's a three-part video series where I talk about how you can master your money. So I hope that the information that I have shared with you uh, right now, I hope that is really, really valuable to you and that it helps you to have some sort of guidance in order for you to investigate more and see how you can actually master your money, how you can become financially fed, and how you can understand the concepts of wealth. So again, just to review, the three keys to wealth are, and I'm going to say it again, the first one is time. There's no better time to start saving and putting aside your money like now. Second, having a good rate of return of your money. And third one, minimizing your tax liability. So again, I really hope that this information has been valuable to you. I you know, I'm here open to questions. I wish that I was talking to you in person, but again, don't hesitate to contact me and I'll be glad to share even more information with you. I give, uh, I have events uh, every week and uh, I have a special events that I do for women. It's called uh, Women, Wine and Wealth that I do in Orange County. And I teach women uh, about all these concepts and next month, I'm going to have it April 17th and uh, it's uh, at the, in the, at the closed, uh, Toxic Marketplace. And I will be giving a class there about, um, about money, right? And I think this time the, the topic is about money mindset, which I probably will talk about more about it here in the show as well. So again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for uh, listening and be part of this show. 
And again, my name is Sarah Shavir. I am the creator of the Financially Fit Women, the Financially Fit Network. And here we are, Mastering Money Matters. To the next one. Thank you so much. Have a good day.